bored. I wish I had something to do. <sighs> Thanks for letting me sleep in, kids. If you make a mess in the kitchen, please let me know so I can clean it up. Raising kids is so easy. I just love driving around all day. Oh, I never have to repeat myself. They always listen so carefully. Oh, look. An empty box of cereal. Love it. Just wipe it on your sleeve. It's pretty cold, but you don't need a coat. Oh, you don't have to push in your chair. Don't make your bed. You're just going to sleep in it again later. I think I'll skip the coffee today. You know, these throw pillows look way better on the floor. I'm really not that busy. Well, you haven't showered in three days, but I think you smell great. We do have food at home, but let's just go out to eat. Just brush your teeth whenever you feel like it. Here, take my phone charger and go put it in your room. Oh, just leave your dirty dishes on the counter. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, let's all pull out our phones. Youth sports are so cheap. Braces are so cheap. School fees are so cheap. Hey, can you come crawl in bed with me around 2 a.m.? Thanks. Okay, I just spent two hours making dinner, but if you don't like it, that's fine. Just let me know and I'll make you something else. Don't even bother looking for that. I'm sure it's lost and gone forever. Can somebody please throw something at my head? I mean, I can keep track of every single one of your things. I get a ton of sleep. I get a ton of gratitude from my children. I get a ton of unsolicited help with the housework. Oh, you don't have to hurry up. We're going to be right on time. Can someone please throw something at the TV? Thanks for doing the laundry, everyone. I'm sorry, I can't hear you. Can you use your outside voice? Ah! Fight! 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 The floor of this vehicle is so clean, I can't believe it. Oh, good. Another trip to the grocery store today. Let's go. I can't wait to have a teenager. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> hey, uh, so let's start out with praying, uh, and then we'll dig into what we're going to talk about today. Uh, Father, thank you for this church. Thank you uh, for the ones that are here. Lord, I just pray that we come in this time of just opening our minds and uh, open our hearts even open our eyes to what you want to teach us today. Um, and Lord, just uh, help me to just stay focused in what you want me to say. Um, thank you for the mothers that are here. In Jesus' name, amen. So good morning. Um, my, uh, welcome to North Hills this morning. And uh, if you're new or visiting, my name is Pastor Caleb. I'm the youth and worship pastor here at North Hills. And so welcome and thank you for joining us in person today and also out on online on, on live stream. But here's the thing. I want to do a real quick uh, recap of what we've been learning, okay? We have been talking and learning about what we, what would call, what we would call the game piece Hear me now. 
I need to put new batteries in it. Those are dead. Okay. So, anyway, we're going to be talking. How many of you have played the game of life? Raise your hand. Oh, man, a lot. So, you kind of get the idea of what we're coming from. And so, I want to do a recap of what we've learned so far in the last three weeks. Um, we, the three weeks ago, our first game piece, we saw that work is not a bad four-letter word. Okay? That is not a consequence of sin. Okay? But it's intentional, uh, an intentional part of God's plan. He put Adam in the garden to work, to work it, to nurture it. Um, and it was a good thing for something, and it was a good thing and something God used in our own lives to grow us and to develop, develop us. Our work is something, is also something that God will use to influence us and to grow us and to support us and to protect us, okay? And then we got number two, our second game piece. Our second game piece was marriage that we found that marriage was, was is, it is worth fighting for, okay? That men and women are different, Amen. <laughs> men and women are different. Um, men and women are designed differently, but your and our relationships are worth fighting for. People are worth fighting for. And then last week, we learned about children on our third game piece of the game in life. Children is what we learned about, and as parents, we learned that children are a great gift. Amen? Yeah, they're a great gift. And it is our responsibility to train them up in a way that they should go. And as ch children, we are charged by God to first obey our parents. And God takes his commandments to his commandment to honor our mother and, our mother and father seriously. And children are a gift, and as a children, as children, we are commanded to honor and honor our mother and father and obey our mother and father. And then lastly, understand that you are inheriting from the Lord from the Lord. So which just brings us to today, today's peace, game peace. It is a special day. It's a special day, and you guessed it, it's Mother's Day, right? It's Mother's Day, and happy Mother's Day to all of the moms that are here and watching online. But before we dig into our text today, we got something we need to do. If you want to grab your bulletin, grab your bulletin. And I don't know if it's a sticker or a stamp. Flower, right? So there should be three... Moms and ladies, we'll say ladies, there should be three ladies that have a uh, flower stamp or sticker of some kind on the top right corner on the front page of your bulletin. If you have that, come on up. There should be three. If we don't have three, I'm picking. Anyone? One. There's one. Two. There's three. One more. 
No. Oh, okay. Okay. Come on up here. This is something that we've been doing every week, uh, just for fun, to be, you know, the game of life. I'm going to have you stand right here. Oh, wait. Hi. How are you? Where's your proof? Oh, okay. <laughs> well, hi. Where's your proof? <laughs> Okay, here we go. Yeah, with the highest number wins. Okay, so you're gonna spin it like that and get your number. Okay, here we go. Ooh, ten. Eight. Oh, one. <laughs> All right, Gail, happy Mother's Day. There you go. All right, so here we go. I got to find where I'm at. Okay, so Mother's Day, here we are. And this is my first time preparing and giving the message for a Mother's Day message. And for some reason, when pastors across the country are asked about Mother's Day sermons, most pastors will admit that Mother's Day and even Father's Day messages are the hardest messages to put together. And I'm not exempt for, from this either. Um, and... I think the reason behind this is that words just can't quite communicate how much a parent truly sacrifices for their children or their child. And I'm a new parent. I'm a new, brand new parent, just a little over a year now. And I'm sure that fathers have challenges too. But mothers are truly special. They really are. And a mother gives her entire body for the growth of her child for nine months. And it is a very painful process to give the, the, that child life. Her body stretches and aches and swells in ways that, uh, are, that, seem never, that she never thought possible. And as, we, as giving your body up for a, a child wasn't enough, mothers go and sacrifice the old life that they care for, discipline, and love the child for the rest of their life. Okay? This means that they give up social gatherings, right? Amen. Yeah, we give up social gatherings. This means that those late nights going to the movies, like at 12 o'clock at night, like we used to do. We're too old for that now. Uh, but before COVID, you go, to, you go into the movies. Besides going to the movies, it was late night rocking, uh, rocking that cry, crying baby to sleep, like Porter. Porter did not want to go to sleep last night. Um, but seriously, they, they will wake up early and cook breakfast, and they, 
they do the dishes, they do the laundry, and before all of this, all of that before it's starting the day. And it's exchanging nights, playing games with the girls, and for Saturday morning soccer, or whatever sport that is. And it's exchanging the ball cap for a, uh, a graduation cap, and uh, constantly changing to meet the needs of that child or children in that moment. So being a mother, has a, it comes with many challenges. And words just can't express how wonderful mothers are for doing everything they do. And we love you, moms. Seriously. We love, mom, I'm sure you're watching. I love you. Thank you, mom. If your mom is here, turn to them and say thank you. And I love you. Do it. Right now. Do it. Yeah, give him a hug, too. Alright, so. So when I was studying and I thought to myself, how many women are mentioned in the Bible? And how many of those women are mothers? Okay, this is what I found. The results were that there are a hundred over 154 women that are mentioned in the Bible over 300 times, and almost all of them were mothers. Okay? This is a little, you know, little tip there. It's, that's cool. Interesting. So, all right. Here we go. Grab your Bible. If you don't have a Bible, you can use a fire, your Bible app. Um, and if you don't have your phone with you or your Bible, there's a Bible underneath the seat right in front of you. Okay? And I would like you to follow along with me as we read Luke chapter 1. Turn to Luke chapter 1, um, 26 through 35. And then I'm going to jump over to the verses 37 and 38. And eventually we're going to get into chapter 2. Okay? So there is a very special mother in the scripture, who faced many challenges in a lot of different, different ways, but who also had found great joy in her son, just as we as parents get to watch our children grow up. And this special mother, we should all know. What's her name? Anyone know? Mary. Mary, the mother of Je Jesus, right? All right, so please, if you... You can walk on, watch on the screen or read, read with me or walk, follow along with me. He says this. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledge to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of God, uh, a descendant of David, excuse me. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored, the Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you, will call, uh, you are to call him Jesus. You will give 
you will, he will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendant forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin? The angel said, the angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come on you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born with will be called the Son of God. All right, let's jump over to 37 and 38. It says, For no word from God will ever fail. I am the Lord's servant. Mary answered, May your word to me be fulfilled. Then the angel left her. All right, ladies. What do you think about this? What, what, what if this happened to you? What are your first thoughts if this happened to you? You have been not, I mean, think about this. You, you think about with Mary. You haven't, been, uh, you haven't been wed to a man that you are pledged to marry, and then uh, having an angel come to you saying that you're basically going to get pregnant by the Holy Spirit, a baby that is called Jesus, to be called Jesus, the Son of God. I mean, imagine that. Imagine what that would look like today. What is going through Mary's mind? I, I mean, I, I don't know for sure, but I can only imagine the questions like these, like this question, what is this going to look like to my husband, my soon-to-be husband? What is this going to look like uh, to my neighbors and my family when uh, I begin to start showing that I'm pregnant? I mean, and you, knew, you know there's going to be rumors flying around, right? Um, but here's the thing. With Mary not married yet, that was a challenge in itself because in that day, day of age, she could be stoned to death. She could be stoned to death uh, because of being pregnant out of wedlock. And even with those challenges that Mary had to face, what a privilege it was to know that the Son of God, that God chose her to be the mother of his son. And it was an honor to be the mother of Jesus. She was favored, favored by that. Okay, now let's flip that. What about us guys? What about us guys? Us guys, as fathers, how would you feel about that as Joseph? How would you handle it? Honestly, I don't know how I handle if I would, how I would handle it. I mean, would you would you stay or would you leave? Would you have been afraid or okay with it? And uh, believe your wife that what God is going to do. I mean, Joseph could have easily just got up and walked away from the relationship. But of course, as we read, we see Joseph stuck it out with Mary. Let's read, uh, let's go to chapter 2. Go over to chapter 2, Luke chapter 2, 4 through 7. So it says this. So Joseph also went up 
from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judah, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and the line of David. He went there to register with uh, Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expected, expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born. And she gave birth to her first child, her firstborn, a, a son. She wrapped him up in cloth and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. That's another crazy challenge right there in itself. I mean, we could think of all of the kinds of burdens Joseph is carrying and, and worrying uh, uh, about his wife and what she was going, to, going through and the rest and the birth of the baby. But what about Mary? I mean, Mary knew, knew that the angels told her of giving birth to the Son of God. But no matter how big the burden was, this mother was going to give birth to this child. And not only that, but Mary was also having this baby in a major. Think about that. No, Mary did not have what we have today. She didn't have the delivery uh, uh, such as a, a hospital bill, a hospital bill, <laughs> a hospital bed where there was central heating or central air or those medical profession, profession, professionals coaching her through the painful process. But she had her baby in a manger and with Joseph and the animals by her side. So Porter, after Porter, uh, after going to Porter being born last year, um, I can't even imagine the emotions and the thoughts that, the, that they, they were going through. But there was joy in, in Mary and Joseph after giving birth of Jesus, of Jesus, especially for Mary to fulfill, with fulfilling that huge responsibility from God. All right, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to summarize the next couple passages uh, 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 in chapter 2. But, and you can skim over them as I talk about them. But I'm going to start with 21, verse 21. Um, we see that just after eight days, Jesus was born. We see that Mary and Joseph took Jesus to the temple to be blessed, to offer a sacrifice to God, and to have Jesus be circumcised, which was a tradition, okay? And within this part of Mary and Joseph being uh, parents to Jesus, there was a celebration. It's, it, it was a celebration, and especially for, in Mary's feelings that, that her child was being blessed by Simeon and Anne in the temple, which was a pretty big deal back then. And hearing that her child, Jesus, had a great role. And this is where she also learned that uh, a sword would be pierced her own heart when Jesus dies for all of humankind. And then we fast forward into 12, 12 years later. And before I summarize this, <laughs> 
Before I summarize this, I want to ask you a question. Ask the parents the question here. You don't have to raise your hand, but how many of you have left your child behind or forgot your child somewhere? Okay, think about that. Am I the only one? <laughs> okay. So like as, a new, as, you, as I've said, I'm a newbie as being a parent. I forgot to pick up my son from daycare, and, uh, which is just a couple blocks down the road here from work. And I get about halfway to Torrington, and I'm like, why don't I hear Porter? I mean, I know I have hearing aids, but where's my kid? <laughs> and about the time I realized that, someone called me and said, hey, uh, are you coming to get Porter? Oh, uh, thank God and praise the Lord that she called me and said, hey, your kid's still here. And uh, she had patient enough. She was patient enough to be coming back. But you see in the next passage uh, that we see that Mary and Joseph were going to Jerusalem for the feast of the Passover. And when they, when they were leaving and returned home, they realized that Jesus wasn't with them, right? I can only imagine if I did that. This lady down here would have killed me. I mean, seriously. I would be ducking, ducking down because a shoe was something to be thrown at me. But can you imagine that with Mary and Joseph? The Son of God is being left behind. <laughs> hey, can you turn the green mic on my ears? Number one, turn it up. Turn it up. Oh, there it is. My hearing ain't just died. So, anyway. All right. So, <laughs> I can just hear what Tia would say. You were supposed to be watching him. <laughs> what, what are you doing? But I, I thought it was bad for me for getting Porter at daycare. But for Mary and Joseph, it took them three days Three days to find Jesus and then eventually found them in the temple among the teachers listening, right? Listening and learning. And I think that the key thing right here for us as parents is every parent has to have others to count on, okay? I'm kind of going off the Mother's Day thing, but right here for this one, us parents, even me, you gotta, we gotta, we gotta know that we gotta count on other people. It could be extended family, it could be uh, school teachers, pastors, Sunday school teachers, coaches, etc. But it truly takes a village to raise a child, and even Mary and Joseph learned this. Okay, and by the way, thank you for being our village for Porter, for Tian and I and Porter. Um, and I'm learning that Porter has a lot of mothers here. Right? Yeah, all right. And we're grateful for that. But um, overall, 
what what a life what a life of parenting for Mary to be that mother of the Son of God. She probably found it hard to accept that her son is growing up with a mind of his own and his own sense of how that God is leading him. And so, I mean, when, he, when, when she rebukes him for treating us this way, Jesus informs her uh, that the temple should have been the first place for them to look. And literally, he, answer, he answers, did you not know that I must be about the things of my father? Okay, it's interesting to see that Mary says, you, your father and I have been looking for you. And Jesus speaks of a different father, okay? And I thought about this and understood that it must be difficult, must be a difficult thing for mothers to surrender control as the child matures. And yet if the child is to become a responsible adult, this must happen. And so all of this in place, I'm saying that mother and Mary, the mother of Jesus, was no different than any mother today as far as the feelings as the feelings that she had for Jesus. I mean, you think about the parent, the mom today. Think about your mom. The prayers that she prays for you. Sometimes the anxiety that she has because of you, like my mom. <laughs> that was, yeah. Um, but still has the motherly love for you. And mothers bring a sense of safety uh, to the home. When we, think, when we think of being secure, our minds go back to our moms holding us in their arms, right? So I'm going to wrap it up with all of our points. If you want to grab your note seat, and you can fill them in if you want. Um, but... This is what we're going to do. I'm going to wrap it up together, wrap up a time together um, with some things that can make us feel more secure. And our, and our moms are directly involved with that. Here's a few things. Here's the first fill in the blank. Okay? Here's a few things that make us feel secure. It's a good, solid marriage. This may be where our current society has failed miserably. And it has, been, it, has been, it has placed so much stress on things and has treated marriage as just another convenience or temporary uh, arrangement. And end result is, the result of that is conflict in the home. And maybe it's time for us to get back to the basics and relearn that God, God's word teaches us about marriage and realizing that God's idea of marriage, it never changes. Okay? Number two is family togetherness. 
If you asked your child today, what are their fondest memories of when they were growing up? I can imagine that it, it, it probably wasn't something um, of those new toys that they got or what they just had to have. Like me, mine were John Deere tractors. I just had the John Deere tractors. Um, go green, not red. Or blue, or white. Yes. <laughs> All right, so um, were those clothes, those designer clothes that you just had to have, like those Nike shoes that were, well, now they're like $80. Ridiculous, right? Although I love I love my shoes, but here's the thing: um, I, I think that they would probably remember those vacations that when you all piled into the car and you took off to those parts unknown. And I think of the time for me with my family um, that we had togetherness is that we went to church every Sunday, and for all of those church events, and. Not only that, we had every year, our vacation was a week of being down at the fairgrounds for fair, for 4-H, okay? And although, if you're in 4-H or have been 4-H, you know it's a lot of work, right? Working with the animals and whatever, but, and showing off the animals. But for us, for my family, it was something that all of my family enjoyed, and it was in togetherness, and Okay, number three, would be a regular, regular routine in life. Not firm rules, but rather a routine that says, here's something that I know I can count on, or you can count on. We eat at a certain time, we go to bed at a certain time, we go to school when it's time for school, we, uh, we go to work when it's time for work, uh, most of all, we go to church when it's time for church. And you can count on those basic, basically the same week after week and year after year. Okay, number four, proper discipline. I think of uh, uh, 1 Corinthians 13, 4. It says, love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It does not, it is not proud. But also God's, God's words tells us that God discipline, disciplines us because he loves us. So parents, discipline your children because you love them. Not abuse them, not beat them, just discipline them in love. Okay? Number five is communicating your feeling. Now, us guys, we don't like that. Right? We just keep our mouths shut. But... Communicating your feelings is teaching your children that communicating love, touching, hugging uh, is a loving is loving in a wholesome way between parent and child. That loving touch, that hug, will go further than any words could express or can express. And finally, every every uh, child needs a sense of belonging to something that counts and means something to them. Most of our moms do a wonderful job in creating that atmosphere of, of where we feel like we belong. 
and creating that feeling of belonging gives our children the sense that when this world fails them, which it will, they can at least know they belong to a family with a mother that absolutely loves them. Okay? So all of these are things are things what mothers do for us. So what's that mean for us when it comes to this special day? This is our responsibility. Okay? I will close with this. Number one, love mom today. Love to mom today as if she's going to die tomorrow. Somehow we get at, uh, we act as though mothers will live forever. Okay? But it ain't true. That's not true. Yet because of our example, the way we treat our mother is probably the way we, we, uh, we, our children will treat us and, other, and anyone else in the relationship with them in their lives. The daughter of a good mother will be a good mother of a daughter. Okay? Number two, tell mom that you love her. Tell mom that you love her. A, a mom's job is one of the hardest jobs in the world. Ephesians 5.25 says, Husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. She, too, needs to, needs to hear that she is loved. Okay? Number uh, three. Number three. Show your love in a physical way. <laughs> My mom, every year, this is how she shows in a physical way. She'll call me. It doesn't matter what time it is. On my birthday, doesn't even say hi and starts singing happy birthday. Happy birthday. And I'm like, not just to me, but to all of us kids and even Tia every year. The point is, is don't forget your mom's birthday. Don't forget her anniversary or any other special days, okay? Thoughtfulness tells mom that you're thinking of her and that you care for her. Hug your mom. Kiss her on the cheek. Squeeze her arm. Brush her hair. Uh, those little physical acts show love, okay? Number four, arrange for her to have a day off once in a while, okay? Why not? I need to do this with Tia. I need to just run away with Porter and let her do her thing. Okay? I'm guilty with that. Okay? But most of everyone, or most everyone else has days off. So, and mothers do get tired. They need a time off, too. Last one is number five. Pray for her. Mothers have faults. They have weaknesses. And uh, just like the rest of us. Prayer will make her a better mom, and you are more aware of her needs. So you might be thinking that some of these are like corny, kind of corny, but for those who have lost their moms or simply does not have a good relationship with their mothers, they could testify that they probably are wishing they had done all these things or could do these things 
for their mothers instead of taking care for uh, taking her for granted like many do. So moms, mom, we appreciate you. And we thank you for what you have done for us. Thank you for being an example. And in many cases, you're the reason we are Christians today. So thank you. And mothers, I hope you have a great one. Go do something fun. Okay? We're going to end with this video. Today is Mother's Day. And we want to acknowledge all the women we're blessed to know. We rejoice over you for your strength, your wisdom, your strong love, and your beautiful faith. Whether today is a celebration for you or a day of quiet reflection and healing, we're thinking of all of you. If you gave birth this year to your first child, our joy overflows and we celebrate with you. If you adopted a child this year or became a foster parent, we rejoice with you and we want to honor you in your commitment to changing the lives of children. If you continue to struggle with infertility, we are hoping with you and holding your hand in prayer. If you are exhausted and feeling underappreciated for all you do for a house full of kids, we applaud you, we love you, and we appreciate you more than you can ever imagine. And if you lost a child this year to death or miscarriage, we weep and mourn with you. And if your child is lost to addiction or to the world, we hurt with you. And we join you in putting our hope in the one who brings prodigals home. If you live with painful memories of your mom, we pray that you will find in a spiritual mother all that you never had from a birth mom. And if you're one of those amazing spiritual moms, we thank you for stepping up and being there when others couldn't. If you're experiencing an empty nest for the first time this year, we walk with you in this new season and are excited about the next chapter God has planned for you. If you're single, we celebrate your strength, beauty, and individuality and join with you in praying for the desires of your heart. If you're a single mom and wonder if you have the physical energy and financial resources to raise and provide for your child or children, we want to help you, and we will. And if you're pregnant for the first time, we prayerfully anticipate with you the joyful birth of a healthy child. And to all the special women on this Mother's Day, rest and delight in knowing that we are thankful for you, and we celebrate each and every one of you.